Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, listeners, do I have an event for you. Billings American Legion is putting on their annual Hall of Fame dinner April 9th at the Doubletree Hotel. Join us for a night of fun honoring current and past Legion ballplayers. All proceeds go right back to the program. More information to follow, but you want to be sure to mark this date. This year's Hall of Fame class is truly amazing. You can follow their stories here on our podcast and then meet them in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. They are an inspiration to all. Thank you and for your support. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Billings Royals head coach, David Swecker. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. So, first off, I just kind of want to give everybody a history of you, because I know you were quite the baseball and basketball player at Laurel High yourself. So kind of talk about yourself a little bit. Yeah, I um, started off growing up in Park City and then my parents moved to Laurel when I was in eighth grade and um, just had a lot of success. Um, Was able to play four years on the varsity basketball team and we were able to win a state title, um, which is a great memory. It was a lot of fun. I actually played travel basketball with most of those guys. Um, there's about eight of us that I've kind of played throughout since fourth grade. So that was a great accomplishment when it was my junior year, we did that. And then I got really lucky in baseball and was able to win a state championship every year I would played for Legion baseball, which was um, just crazy when you think about all the luck that happened. And um, we also had a lot of talent. We were very skilled, but um, just the odds to get a three-peat is very, very difficult. And we were able to accomplish that, which is, um, very fun to think back on and all the memories that we had throughout that. And then um, our football team was pretty good my junior year and my senior year. We were pretty solid. We were um, a game away from the semifinals. We went to Frenchtown and lost to Cody Kirk, um, who ended up being an absolute stud for the Bobcats uh, a few years later. So um, if that's who you're going to lose it, lose out to in the playoffs, I guess that's, that is what it is. So um, just really thankful for the athletes and the families and the relationships I built in high school and um, it was a lot of fun for sure that's awesome so then you got have gotten the opportunity now to coach both the Blue Jays and the Royals for American Legion here in Billings how cool of an opportunity is that because now you've played the the Laurel Dodgers as a head coach for the Blue Jays yeah obviously that was a game I we always circled when I was uh, coaching the Blue Jays was whenever we played Laurel we were going to try our best to beat them and they had some really good teams when I was coaching the Blue Jays and um, we haven't we never got to get them at districts or anything like that but it's always fun to go back to Laurel and I played for coach Studner when I was like 12 years old to like 15 Um, so just a lot of history there and um, it was really fun games for me to coach against him and um, always a fun time going against those older guys for sure. For sure so last year's team kind of hit lightning in a bottle and was one of the best teams probably Legion has seen in a while. 
you know, I think in conference, you guys lost one game. There was one blemish on the season in conference. How cool was it to coach that team and for it to be so early in your double A coaching career? Yeah. Um, obviously that one blemish was the Scarlet. So that one hurt a lot. Would have been sweet to have a perfect conference record. And, um, that team was really good, and obviously we had a lot of success, and I know the Hall of Fame is coming up in a few weeks. You know, if we were able to cap that off with a state championship, I think that team would have went down as a Hall of Fame team eventually in 20 years or so. I think they would have got asked to join the Hall of Fame, but um, we'll see uh, how that shakes out later. But just lots of talent on that team, and I was able to coach a lot of those kids either for four years, whether it was CJ's group of seniors, I coached those guys from when they were Blue Jays right. and they didn't get a break from me at all the whole four years they were playing baseball. Um, some probably loved it. Some probably were like, gosh, I could really just not be around this guy for a bit. But um, it is what it is. And then those juniors, I got to coach them as freshmen and we made a pretty good run on the, on the Blue Jays that year. And uh, so it was just, it was a lot of fun. Really exciting, played very fast-paced game, um, just played baseball the way we like to. And uh, unfortunately, uh, just came up a few games short, but that's baseball, so. Right, no, for sure. So last year, while the Royals were a very good team, they also caught the injury bug pretty severely. Eli was out all year pretty much with his arm injury. CJ had his halfway through the year. And by the end of the year, I don't know how many injuries Owen had, but it seemed like you guys were taping him up every single game. How did you deal with such adversity of having so many players down? I think it's just what we preached throughout the spring is a uh, nice guy up. Um, and we're always competing for spots, you know, with that team, we were really talented, but our depth was really, really good. I mean, we were probably one of the deepest teams in the state. I mean, if we went 16 deep against another team, like our 16 were better than most of the other teams. And, Mm -hmm. uh, ended up really working out for us with the injuries that we had. Um, unfortunately, Owen, I mean, he is really, really tough. Didn't know it at the time. Um, I knew his knee was not doing well, and I finally just decided, you know what, you're done. We're going to sit you this last game. And um, to find out he was playing through a torn ACL since the state tournament, just the respect you have for that, just toughness and grit. It's kind of what we want to pride ourselves on as Royals and Blue Jays and post four players on the blue side is – um, being able to grit it out and tough it out a little bit. I mean, obviously we don't want to play through torn ACLs, but um, just that toughness that he embodies, I think really respect, his teammates really respect that. So, um, For sure. No, I remember one game down in Great Falls. Uh, he had his knee taped, obviously, for his ACL, and then his shoulders were taped. And it's like, man, how many injuries are you playing through? <laughs> Yeah, he's a real tough kid, um, never wants to come off the field, never says he's hurt. If you had asked him that day, he just said, you hurt? He said, no, I feel great. So um, makes it tough when you're coaching sometimes when you have kids like that. But those are the guys that you want to have or guys that are always wanting to battle, always wanting to compete. For sure. So um, one thing I wondered is, you know, last year, both of your catchers were seniors. And that's a pretty important position to have both of them graduate in one year um how is your depth going to be at catcher for this upcoming season yeah we're gonna spend the spring kind of figuring out who our best two guys are there behind the dish um, we usually like to carry two three maybe two catchers and then an emergency guy if something happens but uh, michael and gunner did a fantastic job last year and nobody's going to replace what those two did so 
um, we're just looking to um, find the guy that handles it the best behind the dish and um, whoever that ends up being by the end of the summer, um, we'll feel confident in whatever he can do. So. For sure. So a lot of the coaches around the state, because when we were in the stands, they applauded you for how you coached kids. How are you able to stay calm a lot on the field with the kids? You know, how are you able to just keep your calm demeanor all the time? You know, I think it's just kind of my um, personality. I'm just, I'm not a guy that's going to get too excited. I mean, obviously I have my moments where I get pretty frustrated and I will voice that sometimes louder than I anticipate and just things you have to live with. I just have never yelled and got really mad at a kid and then felt good about it later. Um, we like to try to have our conversations in the dugout in a calm manner um, where we're both thinking more level-headed. If I'm escalated and I'm very upset and that player is upset that he made a mistake, we're not going to accomplish a lot by being mad at each other and aggressive towards each other. So I, just one of those things as you coach longer and longer, longer you try to handle your fuse, make it be a long fuse and uh, just Things you get worked up change a little bit more as you grow up, I guess. And I hope that I do better and better as I coach longer. No, definitely. I think you do a great job. I mean, I've obviously seen it for four years, like you mentioned, and I don't think I've ever seen you angry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you ask some players that I've coached, they've, uh, they've experienced it a little bit. And I would say it happens more so in practice than in games, right? which is where it should happen. Um, we're not doing things right in practice I will become a little more hot-headed than I will during a game so right just kind of how I've grown up or um just the way I am I'm just a more mild-mannered kind of a guy and it takes quite a bit to get me to where I'm pretty upset and not happy so yeah yes it's a blessing and sometimes it's a curse because you know I'm not gonna I'm probably not gonna be that coach that goes and gets tossed very often I haven't yet as a coach um not one of those guys that's going to go up into a hump and threaten to get tossed. I have been close a few times. I will admit that I have been close, but um, I've built pretty good relationships with the most of the umps that I uh, work with now. And um, if I'm upset, they understand there's probably a reason and we try to handle it. Just like I said, quietly talk it out on the field and hopefully get the call right. That's awesome. So, you know, I was talking with Coach B the other day and I've talked with Chase and BB in the past. And it's really neat that all of your coaching staff from you down have kind of a bond with each other, you know, because, I mean, you and obviously Coach Christina are still coaching together on the Royals. Coach B was on the Blue Jays with you guys. What does it mean to just kind of have like that close-knit group of all of you guys coaching on the Blue side? Well, I mean, we kind of preach it to our players. We want family culture. We want everyone to um, not only get along on the field, but off the field. and. I feel like if our coaching staff is an example of that, then the players are like, hey, we should buy into that too, hopefully. And uh, mainly it's about me getting guys that I trust and um, I feel that I could take responsibility for if they make a mistake. And uh, me being so young, I mean, I'm usually drawn from either former players that I've recently coached or um, fellow teammates like Coach Christina. We've been together forever now. Um, and then we just got Coach Maciel on the Royals, and he's done a great job. Coach Bjorgan actually uh, got him a couple years ago mm -hmm. to come help with post four, and then he helped the Blue Jays for their state title run, and then I pulled him up to the Royals, and then we just got Connor Hunter to be the third guy for the Blue Jays. And oh, so great. I just 
really like our coaching staff. Um, they all care about kids a ton. Um, pretty similar in how we want to coach baseball, which is huge because if post four guy decides he wants to coach baseball different than I do or different than Coach B does, it's just not gonna it's not gonna translate well. So we all want to be following the same kind of thing so that it's easy for the boys to move up as they go. Right. And I definitely think that's helped now that there's a blue side post four team. So there's just complete continuity from post four to the Blue Jays to you at the Royals. Absolutely. I think that will be huge. And this will be our first year getting to see that because we did pull up a handful of post four guys from that team and they're on the Blue Jays now. So um, and then it'll be even more so next year um, right. when we lose so many guys this uh, coming year. So um, we'll see how our program has been built and our depth will be. So I'm excited to see that. For sure. So how do you think double A is going to be this year? I mean, it's always kind of a, I don't know, it's a up and down conference. You never know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. What do you think it's going to be this year? I think the best thing about double A baseball so far in the years I've been a part of it is um, everyone has their regular season conference records and they roll into the state tournament and then you never know what's going to happen as soon as the state tournament hits. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we kind of rolled into the state tournament and next thing you know, we don't, don't, we uh, end up losing the state title game. We played tight games. Every game, it was a two nothing game against the Scarlets where a walk and a double all of a sudden it's a rally. And then the next game obviously was that Helena game, which was absolutely probably one of the most exciting games I've been a part of um, oh, yeah. just up and down starts off real sloppy. Both teams, you could tell just kind of had the jitters. And then once both teams settled in, it was a battle. So I think the regular season, Conference-wise, I think it's going to be a battle again. Um, I think Missoula uh, was young last year, so they should be up there. I think it's just everyone's going to compete their hardest, and um, we'll find out when the state tournament hits kind of where everybody's at. For sure. So another cool thing about Montana Legion is we have Canada that comes down, and I believe this year they're going to try to come down, hopefully. Um, what does that add to Legion? Well, the biggest thing is it gets the whole conference back together again. And um, I've never coached against the double A Canadian team. So um, it'll be exciting to have them down. And I remember when I was an assistant with the Royals uh, a few years back, coaching against them and it's the same guys. So I'm excited to have them come to Billings. Unfortunately, we can't make the trip up there, but hopefully going into next season, it's going to be back to normal. And um, it's really, really can't um, commend them enough for, willing to sacrifice and come to all of the Montana towns for a double adder. I mean, just so that we can, they can be a part of our league. It just shows um, how good the league is. And we all just owe those Canada coaches and those programs a big favor for them being willing to do that because now we'll have an 18 state tournament, which um, is how it should be that the buy is always tricky the way it works out. And um, mm. so just really excited to have both those Canada teams back in and have a full conference. For sure. So um, what was I going to say here? I had something in my mind. Um, I guess what I was going to say here is um, I'm drawing a complete blank. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, how does having your tryouts in the fall different from having them in the spring? Because you've been a coach and they've been both. So do you like having them in the fall more than when they were in the spring? Yeah, I do, um, mainly because you're outside more. And 
being inside is really tough. Um, our biggest example every time when we talk about it with our coaching staff is the Schaff boys. Um, we've talked to them about it too. They, um, going into the last day, we hadn't been outside at all. And we finally get outside for the last day and it's a scrimmage day. And um, we have the Schaff boys on the post four team and um, we're pretty comfortable with that. And then uh, all of a sudden we get outside and we're like, oh my gosh, these guys cannot be on the post four team. They need to be on the Blue Jays. I was like, these guys need to be on my team because like they're going to help me out this year. And um, sure enough, they Lance is all state pitcher. I think that year he's all conference and then Austin holds it down in left field for us. And Lance is batting one or two and Austin's right there in the order every time too. So just that's just our biggest takeaway is you got to get outside with these guys and you never know what the spring's going to hold. I mean, this spring we would have been able to have tryouts. It would have been perfect. Um, it's yeah. been beautiful yeah. the last week or two. Um, and it's really helps on fundraising. Um, that's probably the biggest thing with our board is with us doing it in the fall, it gives um, more kids wanting to sell gun raffle tickets since we did the uh, thing in the trials in the fall, the gun raffle has exploded because all those kids that wouldn't have been a part got picked up and they're on teams now. So that's just more right. people selling. And then just in the spring, it's a lot because you, you make the team on maybe it's March 18th and then all of a sudden the hall of fame banquet. And then all of a sudden you got to raise $4,000 in two months. And it's just a lot to ask for the parents and everything. So I think the only downside is, if someone moves in, um, where would they be? What would happen? But so far that hasn't happened. And um, if it did, we always, um, usually there's a little wiggle room if that's the case, but um, I think there's a lot more positives in the fall than in the spring. So um, it does have to work around football, but um, we've been able to make that work and um, been able to see the guys enough. And usually they miss a day or two, but that's why we stretch it over a 10, 10 tryout days. So right. um, I think, it's been successful for us, I think. That's awesome. And you actually answered one of my other questions because one of my other questions was, what if someone moved in in January and we already had our tryouts and they wanted to play Legion ball for us? <laughs> yeah, you, so far that hasn't happened. I know the one guy, Dan Blanchard, who was an absolute stud for the blue side, um, he had moved in in the winter, but that was before we started doing them. But um, more times than not, when kids are moving, it seems like they're moving as a freshman or a sophomore. Um, we haven't had a ton of movement as far as uh, seniors or juniors or guys that would be on the Royals all of a sudden move in, just an absolute stud shows up. So um, if that happens, we'll figure it out. I mean, if a guy can play, he can play and you find a spot for him. So, um, but we'll figure it out whenever that happens. For sure. So I saw that Lance got signed to MSUB for baseball. So what was your role as the head coach of his high school team in that? Yeah. Um, coach Waddups reached out to me. I think we we're on our way to Missoula maybe um, in the summer and um, reached out to me and asked what he thought about Lance or how he was as a person, characters, GPA, what his GPA was like, um, asked if they should recruit him or not. And that was easy answer. I was like, absolutely. Um, you should recruit him. I mean, more than baseball was more about what kind of a person is he and does he work hard in the classroom? And um, I gave him his number. And before we got off the bus, I asked Lance, I said, Hey, I'm should be reached out to me. Um, they're going to reach out to you. And he said, he already texted me. And so mainly I was just kind of helping Lance, like you don't have to pull the tr 
trigger right away. You don't have to sign right away in the summer. Like you can wait till the fall and go see their campus and go on visits and just make sure you like it before you do. But um, I think that's kind of where Lance wanted to go before it even happened. So um, mm-hmm. just the way it worked out was great. Um, mainly whenever coaches reach out to me, it's what's their GPA like? Are they a good teammate? And those are their big things that they're concerned about. So. Oh, good. So um, another thing that's kind of popped up recently, just because of how our world is, is social media a big factor in recruiting for coaches? Uh, I think social media is huge as far as college coaches doing a little research on kids. Um, I mean, obviously, you do a little research when you do podcasts on the people that you interview, and it's pretty easy to, it's not very hard to find out what kind of person that person is just by looking at their social media stuff. And um, so I think it's big. Um, Obviously, when kids are making choices on social media, they need to think about anybody can see it, anyone can search for it. Um, As far as uh, me personally getting coaches to see players, um, it's more through field level, this field level app I have. Um, You can add video on there. Um, Not so much through social media. And I'm not going to lie. All I have is a Facebook. I don't have anything else so and that's mainly just so my family and friends have a way to and I don't even really use it to be honest my wife posts more stuff and then I she just takes me in it so then I don't even have to post stuff half the time so um I'm pretty um not really into the social media stuff too much so um but as far as recruiting for coaches field level is the main thing I use and gets the video out to a ton of coaches and um, they message me through that field level app and then I can always give contact information to guys and go from there so awesome so my final question here is you are a dad to a little girl and would you want to when the when she gets to the age her to pursue sports um absolutely I mean sports are pretty much my life ever since I've been since I was five I've been into sports and um Obviously, that's what I would want. Um, will she do that? Who knows? Um, I would think just kind of the lifestyle that I live and my wife is, she played sports in high school. So I would imagine it would work out that way. Um, I've already taken her a few basketball games, get her used to it. Um, I've, that's kind of my, uh, that's why I tell myself if I take her there more, she'll want to do it. She's gone, go. golfing with, she's gone golfing with me a handful of times with um, her grandpa and myself and her have gone. So just trying to make her realize those are fun things to do. And um, hopefully that she'll want to pursue stuff like that. Um, really hoping for a golf and basketball. Those are the only two I'm really hoping for. We'll see how they shake out. Um, softball, I could go without. Um, we'll see how it goes. But um, no, she's um, she's really fun. She um, really helps me uh, get away from baseball. It's fun to just hang out with her. and. Um, during the summertime, it lets me escape a little bit. It also has made me um, realize how important time is and managing time. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been, I have to take a little bit away from baseball, but I have great, like we've talked about the assistant coaches, they are amazing. My coach, Christine is always there to help guys. Um, and then coach Holmes is coming back. He's going to volunteer again. And he's always one to oh, help great. guys in the summer. So as much as I'd like to always be there for our players, um, I always tell them same thing, families first and then baseball and then go from there. But um, sometimes I have to make 
Sloan a priority or my wife a priority um, because family is really important. And uh, if my wife wasn't so supportive and um, of baseball, then obviously I wouldn't be coaching baseball. I'd rather make her happy and my daughter happy. So um, I'm very thankful for the sacrifices she makes in the summer and missing out on wedding, going to weddings together or camping trips together. Um, you name it, whatever happens, summer's busy time. Um, and she is okay with that stuff. And um, I can't thank her enough. So um, she's really been helpful. She's been a part of every coaching season I've had. So I'm very thankful for her. That's awesome. And I actually have one more question I was thinking as you were talking. Um, so just this last couple of weeks, you've had a couple of your Royals in state basketball. You had um, Bubba and Reagan were on there for um, – senior and then you had the shaft twins for skyview how important is it to you to have multi-sport athletes on the royals no i i mean obviously i was a multi-sport guy when i was in high school so it's obviously something that we really encourage our guys to do um i went down to that semi-final night when the senior was playing and skyview was playing both of them were trying to get to the state championship and Lance has a chance late to hit a three to put his team up three, which was awesome to see. And then later that night, Reagan has a chance to tie a game up and hit a three. So not only are they um, participating in these other sports, they're also key factors in them. And they're mm -hmm. doing a great job being great teammates and working hard and just nice to watch them play a sport other than baseball and see how they uh, compete and react. And I think the biggest thing for our guys is, if you're not very good at football, I'd love for you to go out and play football because you're going to have to figure out a different way to compete. Um, if you're not very good at basketball, go play basketball and figure out a different way to win and a different way to compete. Because um, if you're really good at baseball and that's all you play, um, you're going to compete good in baseball. But what if you're struggling so far, then you're going to think about those other sports you struggled in and figure out how to mm -hmm. compete at it. Or if anything, when that season comes around, I know for me, it was uh, basketball season. I love state tournament time and that, but it was like, oh, baseball's right around the corner. Um, it's going to be a really fun summer. Um, and then you just appreciate it more. When it's July, you're still thankful for baseball because um, instead of going to football camp, I was able to keep playing baseball. And then um, you're just dreading the two-a-days coming in August for football, so you're just wishing baseball lasts longer and longer. So um, I just think it makes you appreciate your favorite sport more and then really teaches you how to compete in your sport that you're not as good at. And you build a lot more relationships and you deal with more teammates. And a big part about baseball, it's a long season. It's a lot of time together. And the right. better you are at building relationships with either kids you don't really like or um, kids you love, I mean, the better you are at just building relationships, enjoying time with your teammates and being a good teammate, the better your team's going to be. For sure. Well, hey, I want to thank you for your time today and just thank you for your support and everything. It's been really nice to chat today and I can't wait to come out this summer and watch the Royals. Yeah, I know that um, the announcing spot is always open for a volunteer, Mitch, if you want to be the voice of the Billings Royals at all this summer. Um, you know, if there are any days open, you know, I'd always love to. I loved announcing the Royals. So I'll make sure that Julie Schaff knows that. Um, she'll make sure she gets you on there I'm sure so All looking right. forward to that looking forward to that for sure thanks for having me Mitch I'm honored to be on your uh, podcast here thank you all right thanks so much have a great rest of your day